Hello, lovely people. Welcome to Walkie Talkie. I am here with uh, Abigail. And I'm here with Jochem. This is a podcast for students where each week we discuss a topic related to student life or whatever else is going on in our lives. We review a topic and speak of our experiences with it and it's a great way to relax between your studies. And yeah, the podcast is uh, called Walkie Talkie because, well, yeah, uh, we walk and talk. And the topic for this week's episode is... Nostalgia. Abby Gill, uh, after our episode of cooking... Uh, last week, which, you know, lots of people were uh, super excited about. Um, this week, uh, we have another topic, um, which is nostalgia, as you heard. Nostalgia. Mm -hmm. uh, are, you, uh, are you a nostalgic person, Abigail? Very. I'm a very nostalgic very. person. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe it's good if we actually first start with sort of explaining what, I guess, nostalgia is. So I went uh, on my trusted advisor, Google, although I maybe should have asked it to chat GPT now that, uh, now that I'm uh, <laughs> thinking about it. But uh, I asked it and, you know, the definition uh, apparently to Merriam-Webster dictionary is uh, wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for return to or of some past period or irrecoverable condition. That's nostalgia. So, yeah. Uh, a sentimental longing for a past period in which typically there was like a happy period where you felt good, nice, uh, you know, something great happened and that you just have sort of warm thoughts and feelings when, you know, thinking about it. I guess that's sort of nostalgia. Um, so, yeah, personal happy place, happy history or period or event. Uh, that's, nostal that's nostalgia. And typically it's actually positive. I, I thought before thinking about it, actually it's also some sort of negative thing, but nostalgia is really only about, you know, feeling positive about the past. So it's, it's different than sort of thinking about the past, actually sort of positive, warm sort of thing. Uh, so that's nostalgia. But you say you're a nostalgic person. I am, but also the positive thing is not necessarily true. The actual oh. meaning of nostalgia means the despair of homecoming. It's actually a melancholic thing. Uh -huh. um, it, but a lot of people take it to be a very positive thing because, you know, they, they often associate it with childhood. Uh, but it actually, yeah, it comes from the Greek meaning of despair and homecoming. I was going to say I did like a university class when I was teaching for a week on nostalgia. Uh, and it was really interesting hearing like people's thoughts on nostalgia, especially people that were born, like people that turned 16 during the pandemic, which is like made me feel really old. And I was like, oh no, I'm so old. Um, and it was just interesting hearing their thoughts on what nostalgia was to them and why they wanted to return to it. And it was really odd because it was like, you, you know, you haven't even lived yet and you already want to be nostalgic. But wait, they wanted to return to like a period of, uh, from the from the pandemic is that is that what you're saying no i'm saying i don't know when they were born but that one of the guys said to me oh well i turned 16 during the pandemic and it made me feel really old and i was like oh ah, like right. how can you be nostalgic for something you were turned 16 during the pandemic well you were born like uh, 2004 I mean... I mean, when I think of nostalgia and, you know, sort of thought about hey, what are things that I'm nostalgic for, you know, it is around, often around that period of time of 16. So I do see that if you're 18, 19, and you're already being nostalgic for like four years ago, that's, that seems a bit weird. But if you're nostalgic, you know, I'm also nostalgic for that particular period, I guess, you know, um, if I think about it, because that was a great period uh, mm. where, you know, lots of things changed or you, you made certain decisions and yeah, you know, things opened up, world opened up. So yeah, you know, nostalgia for that period. I think lots of people are around you that sort of age of 16, 18, um, particular events, maybe not everything, but particular events, because those are, you know, moments where you can make your own decisions, uh, that you see the effects of those decisions, the consequences, uh, you know, some things may have already happened in life. Uh, you've been through different experiences, so you can also, feel what's feeling good and feeling bad so therefore you can make that decision so yeah i don't think it's sort of weird uh, that uh, that people have that uh yeah sort of long to that particular period but yeah after two years or so that's weird well, well weird it's not like 20 years it's the sweet spot like 
especially with things like film and TV, like 20 years before, like it's not really a coincidence or, you know, a mystery that people love watching things from the 80s um, because it has that really cool, funky vibe, but it's also super nostalgic because it's a form of sort of self-identification. Like nostalgia is like basically a form of like generational tribe, tribalism. And that you like belong to a certain uh, part or time of you know of life, um, mm. and you're only like, oh yeah, well I always remember then I did that in the eighties, or I remember when I did that in like two, in the two thousands or the noughties or whatever. Um, and it's, it's a form of self identification of that I feel I can belong to this certain group or this like historical period of time. Just um, why I get people that kind of get really um, involved and kind of enamored with. Um, you know, like 1800s, like dressing or Victorian style or something like that, because they feel mm-hmm. that they identify to this element of nostalgia uh, for one reason or another as a tribalism mm. aspect. I see, I see. Hey, but you said you're a nostalgic person. Uh, how does that translate? Uh, how can, uh, how do, what does that mean in sort of daily life for you? I mean, I say I'm a nostalgic person, but I'm like, does that, is that a, am I identifying as a nostalgic person? Is that like my identity? No, but like, I'd say that I probably frequently refer back to my childhood a lot and feel nostalgic for a time of Mm -hmm. my childhood that's passed. Um, Mm. But that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. That's just me being like, oh, I feel like comfort or, or warmth. Those are the words I'd use, like a warmth of like feeling uh, this and I would say nostalgia is pretty much always linked to feelings of like childhood or parents or things like that mm. or, like um something really random like uh, there's this like uh hand lotion from the body shop it's like a hemp <laughs> lotion and yeah. I always get nostalgic because it smells like the bed sheets that my mum used to put on like my little single bed oh yeah yeah. Uh, when I was younger and I'm like, ah, what is that smell? And you can only like transported, like you're literally visually transported and you're like, where, where have I smelt this before? And then you finally realize, and then that, that to me is like the epitome of nostalgia. No, totally. And that's actually interesting that you're saying that. Yeah. Smell is like a huge trigger for nostalgic feelings because, you know, it's, it, there can be things that had a very particular smell, you know, it's like, as you say, a, uh, a particular product that smells in a way, or uh, I personally have it with, uh, together with my sister, uh, a tree, uh, you know, that in certain periods of the year, it's in, it's, you know, it's blossoming. And then it's also has mm. this great sort of sweet smell. Uh, and that re- really reminds both of us of our uh, childhood holidays uh, in Italy, because we used to lie like in a hammock during siesta time. We were like in a hammock, um, set your hammock. Uh, we were lying, you know, underneath a tree that actually had that smell so we immediately go back to that place of you know feeling totally at ease and comfortable and you know and it's only that smell because that was so directly linked uh, with that uh, with that experience so for some reason yes yeah, smell can be like a huge uh, trigger for uh, for nostalgia and actually very even you know yeah um, very uh, directly related much more i guess than maybe sound uh, or well, sound might also do it, but I think smell because it can be so unique. Therefore, yeah, it's a it's a huge trigger. Interesting, yeah. That's it. That, no, it's interesting. If, would you say you are more of a thinking or feeling person? Like, do you say I think more? Do you say I feel more? Mm, ooh, tough. Um, I guess fifty fifty. I would say, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. Um, I tend to do both. Feelers I guess. tend to smell more. I say I feel mm. I feel this and feel a mm. smell like they can be transported with that a little bit more um, rather than I think. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you know it triggers it, but and then I start thinking about it. But yeah, I'm not sure how that really that separation. I mean, you really just said is, I think so. <laughs> yeah, because you know I you know I've, yeah so exactly so I think I'm thinking about it less feeling. So I feel about, yeah, that more, actually. The, yeah, no, I don't. I don't feel what I felt there. I'm more thinking about that it was really nice there, and that I felt very happy. But I'm not feeling that happiness, mm. uh, that nostalgic happiness of that uh, particular thing in Italy. No, no. Okay, that's interesting. I had this conversation yeah. like years and years ago about feeling and 
nostalgia because I um I was sharing a video with my friend uh, last week actually about like hearing birds outside like um like a morning dove and mm-hmm. um, I saw this like trend going around of like people who felt very nostalgic for like listening to birds in the morning because it makes them think of like getting up on a summer's day in the morning like like school's finished and you can hear the bird in the morning and it like wakes you up and there's this nice feeling of I would say like a return to like relaxation and peace where you had no responsibilities. And I think yeah. that's the key to nostalgia. You had no responsibilities as a child. Well, I hope you didn't. Um, and so you were kind of returned to this feeling of peace. And then as an adult, when you're adulting and doing all the stuff that you don't want to do, small little things like hearing a bird or smelling, you know, something nice, it can make you feel warm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, I think uh, totally that sort of, trigger or well nostalgia again can come up uh yeah when you are dealing you know with responsibilities and yeah you're sort of uh uh, longing back to these moments or these periods of time where you had less responsibility and basically life Mm. felt as you know as if there was a a super happy place where you just you know you did whatever you did and you you didn't have to think too much about all of the potential consequences of actions and all of that yeah you were more or less I guess fearless or so, and yeah, I see. I see your point that that is uh, that is you know once once you grow older, you get more of that, and therefore there's also chances that you are uh, yeah more uh, often sort of thinking nostalgically or so. Yeah. So yeah, no, uh, I see your point. Yeah, but you know, for me also, uh, you know, I'm yeah. So I'm not really nostalgic because well. I am, but what what I don't, I always get a little bit uncomfortable when I'm, you know, sort of with friends or so, and then people start continuously talking about things that happened in the past. Well, everybody's like, oh, do you remember this, this, and this when we were, you know, uh, living together or when we used to go out together or, you know, when we did this together? I'm always like, yeah, I remember, but... I always get I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that because I always feel, you know, can't we talk about this moment? I mean, we are alive now, right? So why don't we talk about what's going on now? Present and... moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think, you know, nostalgia to some extent can be, you know, not really mindful and not really being present, right? You're sort of thinking about past uh, things and not really, yeah, living the moment whereas you know instead of talking about things that happened in the past let's talk about things that are happening happening now right uh, with you or ask an interesting question about what's happening now what are you doing now how are you feeling now rather than oh did you remember that was so funny so i always get a little bit uncomfortable with too much nostalgia because i'm like yeah you know mm. okay we can feel super happy about it but how long is this going to uh, conversation going to continue yeah, I think nostalgia, it can be really good for your mental health, like self-regulating and going into good memories. But it can also be quite bad because then you start to romanticize things. It's like, oh, you know, the, you hear the phrase, you know, when it was good, it was really good. It's like, yeah, but when there it was go, bad, yeah. it was really bad too. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like trying to romanticize things that you should just leave in the past. I've been like, oh, you know, do you remember we did this and that? And it's like, yeah, I do. But also, like, you know, I was a different person then. And that's the point. It's like you don't always think of it like that. And um, I think, like, me and my dad get caught in that trap a lot of, like, the like back in the day, like, this was so funny when we did this and that. And it's yeah. like the realization it's never going to be like that again it's always like it's difficult sometimes to like stomach the fact that those memories are like not ever going to come back and they're literally just memories like they don't exist anymore they're just in your head if i wasn't here they wouldn't be they wouldn't exist so and don't you have then that you know as you're doing it it may feel you know quite nice but then as you sort of afterwards you're like always thinking like what what went wrong? <laughs> yeah, what, what, it's quickly what... replaced with sadness, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because then you're like, oh, fuck, why don't, why don't I have that happy feeling now anymore, right? Where, where's it gone? You know, what, what, what am I doing wrong? At least that's, that's, yeah. So this is also, I resonate with you there in that, in that effect. This is why I was also saying that I don't really like it to talk about too much because then you quickly get to that feeling of fuck, you know, what, what has happened? 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's very common for people who are uprooted in life or have had like things where they're not stable. They're wanting to try mm -hmm. to find some stability and familiarity. Um, mm. So they're trying to. Uh, for me, for example, my nostalgia is always always rooted in being up north because oh, it's yeah. the time where I felt supported, and uh, I always go back to anything that reminds me of that. So uh, if something. Like, honestly, even like colors of the sky sometimes remind me of it. If the sky is a particular shade of blue that I know is in my head, I can really get that feeling of nostalgia or church bells. I love church bells because they remind me of being up north because I would I live like next to a church tower. So I always like remember like popping my head out of the bathroom window and like seeing this gorgeous like midnight blue sky and there's church bells and I've never been happier than that moment. And I always revisit that because it's like I had no responsibility and I was like a child. So, yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. 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 Nostalgia. So are you are you nostalgic about podcast episodes that we made? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I wonder if it, like in like a year or two, like you'd be like, oh, my God, remember we did the first ever episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're nostalgic for our own uh, episodes. Yeah, no, totally, totally. So again, right? That's uh, maybe that's a good thing to consider because that also brings you to the present. Should I be happy about the current situation? And you know, is this a nice thing that I'm doing now? And I probably get nostalgic about this in a couple of years. So yeah, you know, therefore, you know, you're living in the in the sort of moment. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I also asked you, uh, right, because I was just interested in this, um, because I know you uh, You love, uh, am I saying astrology, is that correct? Yeah, I do. I'm a little less involved in it these days now, but yeah. Oh, all right. Well, still, uh, you know, you made my, uh, you gave me a prediction for uh, 2023, uh, in December it was, so therefore, uh, you know, I always think back to that. Um, but are there any, maybe people like this, right? Uh, I mean, we're talking crap all the time and this is one of the things that, you know, it's just funny to sort of keep going into. It's like, are there any star signs uh, with that have like extra nostalgia? Something that I asked you in advance of this episode to sort of think about and search out. And what did you conclude, Abigail? Star signs that are slightly more nostalgic would be basically Pisces and Cancer or any of the water signs. Mm -hmm. um, which is funny because we're both Pisces moons and that would mean we're slightly nostalgic. <laughs> but oh, yeah, Pisces yeah. is sort of like very dreamy and often uh, very childlike, you know, wanting to always be in fantasy and slightly delusional, you know, not, not sort of, uh, not really seeing the bigger picture or the reality of things. So Pisces is a bit more nostalgic. Cancer are very nostalgic because they're super... Um, highly emotional not in a bad way but they tend to sort of fixate on they fixate on sort of memory so that the kind of people that will say you know oh you know uh what i had with him was so special and then really go back into that kind of thing um so pisces and cancer and honorable mention is capricorn i'm a capricorn mm -hmm. rising capricorns age backwards i often get people telling me like you don't look your age uh you're reversing age backwards <laughs> um, oh yeah also, so like you're uh, like Capricorns... the uh the benjamin button yeah with literally that's literally capricorns were benjamin buttons um and hmm. uh it's so true like my mum's capricorn moon and she did not look her age so what we do as kids is we're super mature like i remember like age 12 i was super mature but as we get older we get more goofy we're just like in a silly goofy mood as we get older to the point where mm. we're 50 we're like haha we're so goofy all the time because we reverse yeah, yeah. we get less serious as we get older but sometimes we're like nostalgic to a time when we wanted to have fun because maybe we never had it or we didn't have much of a childhood so then we always return to that so pisces cancer capricorn yeah okay that's actually interesting yeah all right, and that has to do with a particular okay period of the year that you're born in. All right, well, good to know. Um, and then I've, like Virgos, for example, because you're a yeah. Virgo, you probably tend to be more nostalgic for times when things didn't cost as much money. So when like I could go to a gig and it didn't cost me loads of money. That's not me when Virgos. Well, I'm generally happy time. when something something is really cheap. So you know, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh right, yeah, I remember when. Broccoli was 99 cents a kilo, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I do get nostalgic for those periods. 
No, but like more when you do something fun. We like went to a, to a gig or a cinema, and now you're like, oh my god, it's twenty dollars for a ticket. Like, remember when it was like this and that? Uh yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. I don't really think so. You know, when I do something fun, I, I you know, I typically just don't care really about money, uh, but then it has to be good mm. fun, right? Otherwise, uh, you know, I, I'd rather not go and just do something. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. But okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, so both of us are partially nostalgic. Is that what the moon sort of thingy is about? Yeah, and because moon is our emotions and our feelings, it's like enhanced. It's like I'm feeling nostalgic about this um, Pisces moon is, is always linked to the mother as well. So it's like feeling nostalgic or feelings to, towards a mother is an old hmm. thing of like childhood. So Interesting. Okay. Hmm. All right. Hey, and um, both of us uh, also started thinking about, you know, uh, nostalgic uh, things. And one, you know, both of us thought of two things, uh, one sort of general and one more related to like studying university or high school thingy or so um i have no clue what you're gonna say so uh i want to start with you is what Neither can you I. share with what <laughs> us like one nostalgic uh, thing that you love i'm torn between two things all right and also because no one's gonna know what they are maybe so the first hmm. thing is like do you know what a tamagotchi is yeah of course yeah, so I feel very nostalgic about Tamagotchi. And I used to, I had like three of these, right? Because I kept killing the pets. <laughs> so like for anyone who doesn't know, a Tamagotchi was like a little uh, gadget, like a little egg-shaped gadget. And you'd have like a digital pixelated pet. And I'd always have a sheep and I would overfeed it and make it so fat, it would die of like obesity. Yeah, <laughs> I, know I know. I would keep buying it cake. Like did a little thing on like buy more cake, more cake. Because I didn't want it to be underfed and then ended up overfeeding it and being like, oh no, I've killed yeah. it. I'd open up the thing and it'd be like, little ghost, like your thing has gone to heaven. And I'm like, oh, I've killed it again. So True, true. Yeah. yeah. I actually so thought I about the exact same you. one, but I already thought that you maybe would do it. So this is why I picked something else. Oh really? But yeah, this is I think this is a thing, especially from our age i guess right a lot of people uh sort of yeah had that thing and it was like the first i guess personal computer almost uh that, that you had and then also it was like a game uh so you had to take care of it and i remember it too i remember like everybody at uh what was it uh, um what's before high school primary school Primary school, everybody had it, right? Everybody had one. And, but it's you know, a bit the girly uh, thing, isn't it? Did the boys have one? No, it wasn't. With us uh, in the Netherlands, it wasn't. No, it, everybody oh. had it. I had one None as well. Of the boys had but it. they were they were banned at school uh, with me on primary school because you know the, in in class noises were coming everywhere during the day because it was these things were beeping all the time, so they were banned. And <laughs> I remember that. Uh, that my mom then, uh, who was uh, uh, at home uh, back then, she actually had to take care of three of these things for uh, my sister and myself <laughs> during the day. And then she also said, look, uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna do this for too long. So, uh, you know, uh, this is not gonna work. So then we would basically leave it unfed during the day. It was crying all the time. And then oh, uh, no. we got home and then quickly, uh, then quickly uh, uh, care for it and make it better again. But yeah, super funny. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is why I overfed it. So I was like, I don't want you to starve. And then, you know, I think this was like gearing you up for like being a parent or something or having a dog or a cat. Cause it was like, I, you know, it came to midnight yeah, because I've not fed the damn dog yet. <laughs> but why, why do you think people are so nostalgic for this? Is this just because it was something completely novel or it was super exciting what was it i think maybe a bit of both like for me i have a memory of uh, my my final tamagotchi um on a field trip on a coach and like i can remember hearing the sounds of it like you said um and i think yeah it was just fun little thing to have with you and um it kind of gave you a sense of responsibility but in a fun way like no one was gonna die but you had a little bit of responsibility, you know. It's kind of like how little girls sometimes push, like, dolls around in prams. It's like they have a little bit of mm. responsibility, but it's not realistic. 
Yeah, but um, this thing was also reactive, like I guess, right? So it was actually yeah, giving you yeah, feedback as well, that, which crying. is different than with dolls. We can get you a Tamagotchi and then you can just take care of that. Yeah, I'd, oh yeah. So try not to overfeed it this time. <laughs> but I guess, you know, people, probably you can still get them and people, there's probably like this group of, uh, of people that still uh, does it. I mean, it must be fun, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to care for it again. It was actually, a, you know, it was pretty, pretty time consuming task, I must say. This is going to be your birthday surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes well uh, if anybody I, I don't want it uh, because uh, you know uh, i get too uh too uh, too caring and uh, you can't I don't have the time. it on the street Joachim. you can't leave yes, it on I can. it doesn't you have can't. feelings it's a robot no <laughs> no yeah actually funny because uh uh, I was thinking about it too, as I said, and uh, I'm sort of in the same thing. I really have a warm longing for uh, a nostalgic feeling towards like the Game Boy uh, that I had. You know, the old school one, even before the color, just a very normal one, black and uh, black and white. And, you know, Super Mario Brothers, and you had these small cassettes that you would put in. And every now and mm. then when I'm sort of thinking about it, then I always get triggered to go online and buy another one and then buy my games that I used to play. Um, or I, I think I still have them actually. And then, you know, feeling of that I would like to do that again, but then I always sort of can stop myself from buying one. But yeah, I have a very mm -hmm. warm feeling towards that thing because it was something that uh, I was sort of allowed to do. Uh, and I was also quite good at it. So that also made me feel... Uh, sort of hyped and I could actually you know it was a it was a very fun thing to do and you would just spend days with it uh, and yeah it was something where you made progress uh, hard tasks to overcome but you got results from it somehow uh, and yeah it was just a, a fun little world to dive into and you know just mm. do and yeah I feel I feel very uh, very warm towards that uh, towards that thing again it has something to do with having a responsibility or ownership over something as well uh with uh, with that uh, product yeah with the game boy mm. but yeah nintendo i guess for a lot of people has nostalgic feelings i used to have a game boy and i played the mario but i also had this scooby-doo game that was really fun and it was like having to go through like uh well, I actually can't remember what it was. I think you would always run into Jeepers Creepers and then you'd always be like, ah, I don't want to run into Jeepers Creepers. And then like each level would be like some kind of like other villain or something. Like it was really quite fun. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it would always freeze on me and I'd be like, no. So then I'd have to like take the cassette out and put the thing back in again. And I think at one point I was like, I'm going to have to give up on this. It's just like too old now. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah, well then you have to, probably there was dust in it. Uh, that typically happens. So you had to blow it, uh, you know, get the dust out and then put it in again. But yeah, you know, sometimes it would die for you. And then you were like, fuck, I've got so far and now you have to uh, redo the whole work. But then, you know, that was also part of it, I guess. And it was amazing. I mean, me and my friends, you know, we were able to do this for 12 hours a day. You know, we would be continuously. Mm. It was, you know, you could focus so well on this stuff. And uh, yeah. Uh, it was a big, uh, big thing, and I, you know, I think it's it was something really that created a connection for lots of uh, people that I was with uh, to, you know, do together, and uh, lots of games that you could play against each other. That was also fun. So yeah, lots mm. of nostalgic feelings towards that, and uh, yeah, sometimes you get back to it, you know, try it again. I've done that, but then yeah, at some point you just also feel like, what the heck am I doing? Uh, you know, this is a bit <laughs> weird, but yeah, anyway. I think it's weird yeah it's interesting they both chose like something electronic my other one was a book actually yeah. called snicker the brownie uh what the I, snicker I brownie if ever heard of snicker the brownie snicker the brownie if you've ever heard of it you deserve a medal and also i will marry you but snicker the what brownie the is, is it? amazing it's like um okay so it's a book it's like a children's book um actually have it with me i bought it off ebay i love it so much i bought it off ebay <laughs> the same like uh <laughs> no no okay okay let me explain the story so I, I would always be at my grandma's house and she'd always have it under like the tv and i'd pull it out and read it every time i was over at hers which is pretty much every week um mm. 
So as, as I mentioned before, my grandma lived up north in Canada, Durham, so I used to go every week. Um, and I read this book about like a boy who's called, wait, who's a brownie. I don't even know what that is. Like, not, mm. it's not a racist thing, by the way. Like it's a, it, I don't know what it was. Um, it's like a pixie. He was like a pixie. I think it's okay. what they're called. Um, and he was like super like mischievous and like energetic and just basically always getting in trouble at school. But he was like always playing tricks on people. Um, like he would change like uh, the sugar into salt, like at the neighbor's house or something. So the cakes would be super salty or just playing like simple tricks. Uh, and then one day he goes by this like witch's house and sees these two black cats and decides to tie the, t- the cat's tails together. So when they move, they can't move. The tails are pulled. Um, but he didn't realise this was a witch's house. So obviously the witch sees him as like, okay, I'm going to cast a spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and these cats' tails like detach from the cats and then wrap themselves around his body. So like, like a straitjacket, like constraining him. Um, so he has to sit there for like ages with these cat's tails and you know he goes crying to the witch and says I want these cat's tails to be taken off me and she goes I can't take them off you you have to go and find this goblin to take them off for you Uh, so he has to go on this like journey to find this goblin in this like really weird house up in the mountains the goblin's like I can't help you Um, you need to go um, and see a wizard um, and so then she goes and sees a wizard and the wizard's like, um, I can't help you. Uh, so eventually he goes back to the witch and learns his lesson and says, I shouldn't have done that. I won't play tricks anymore. And then the tales go off and basically hmm. learns his lesson to stop being so mischievous. Uh, but it's great. And the illustrations are the best bit because they're just super nostalgic for me. Because I remember this one moment when my dad was reading about the wizard Um and my dad went to my ear and he went, what's that behind your ear? And he pulled a full, like, a full, like, 50p out of my ear. And yeah. I was like, where did that come from? And he was like, because I'm a wizard. Oh. <laughs> I just remember. And it was so cool. I still to this day don't know how he did it. Um, but yeah, I love that book. That's super nostalgic for me. <laughs> Gee, and that you actually bought it. So how was it to read it again then when you bought it? Amazing. amazing i read it through yeah i read it through last week actually with my friend because we were talking about nostalgia funny enough and he said oh it's this book um and uh i said about like the the 50p thing and my friend was like that's so funny and reading it back actually it was like i always get those nice feelings like i never get any Mm. feeling of like sadness it's always just like this is so cool and like um i love children's illustrations it's like one of my passions i just love yeah drawing stuff for children and i love reading it because it makes me feel really nice so i love revisiting that book uh which is very rare like once every couple of years but when i do it always feels really nice yeah and don't you get then that sort of sad feeling when you once you once you start reading it not at all i don't feel sad at all it just feels really nice yeah because it's a part of me it feels a part of me it feels like just revisiting a, a happier part of me and so that's always really nice. Oh, and yeah. I sad. Well, I, I had this the other day that I ran into like an um, uh, Asterix and Obelix uh, strip. <gasps> oh, I uh, love Asterix so much. Yeah, Asterix. So <laughs> was I was reading one. one. I loved Asterix. I, I, pulled, I, I pulled one out of uh, the library uh, where I saw it. And I was like, okay. So I sat down, read it. Uh, you know, it takes half an hour or so. And I was so focused and just reading it. And I actually thought it was super funny. And, you know, it's also written also in a way that there are all these inside jokes that you now as an adult understand mm. that you didn't understand when you were younger. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, I was doing it. I was reading it. And I was feeling, you know, it was very nice and I felt nostalgic and happy. And then afterwards, I felt a little bit sad. I'm like, why don't I have anything like this anymore that, you know, you have like a sort of a hobby or thing to do? that you enjoy so much that you just forget the outside world and, Mm. you know, what we were just talking about, all those responsibilities and whatnot. And, yeah, it did get me sort of uh, triggered to think about that and think about, okay, should I, should I, you know, find ways of re-establishing that feeling or finding things to do where you have that feeling because it's so nice and peaceful and whatnot. But, yeah, so, you know, it did trigger that with me. And, yeah, you know, if you want to read something fun and, you know, sort of... um, I really recommend uh, this. It's pretty, pretty amazing. 
Asterix is the best and was one of my favourites as a kid. And I loved the, the TV shows as well, the movies. They were always really funny. And my dad always refers yeah, to Asterix those. as well. Like, it's really funny. <laughs> like, you're just bringing up stuff that I always talk about. Like, uh, what's mm. the the one where, like, he goes through, like, a, like a barrier or something, like a... Oh, I don't know what it is. Like a revolving barrier or something, and then like it gets younger. I don't know what it is, but something happens. And it's mm. really funny. I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. I there are all these sort of references to modern times and uh, things like that. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really fun. I really recommend it uh, for people. Anyway, uh, did you have any uh, study related sort of things that you're nostalgic about, or are you totally not nostalgic about studying? I don't know what you mean by this, like primary school studying or like high school studying, because I don't know what. Yeah, I thought of, you know, these magazines know. reading stuff like that in class, right? but that was really like primary school. Uh, but also when I started thinking about it, you know, I have these nostalgic feelings towards, you know, the university library when you were, you know, when I was like on my university prime that you would just sit in the library and study and you're like super hyped about it and excited about it you're and such that... a burger <laughs> well yeah fuck that exactly so yeah uh, you know, uh i like that yeah the library i mean i really like that and yeah but it's also you know my friend was there we used to have so much fun there uh and we you know it was a great time because it was both you know you were doing something productive and worthwhile but you were also having fun in the meantime so yeah it was the best of both worlds uh but you know not yet a lot of responsibility other than just getting good grades that, that although that did feel like a big responsibility but not stuff like paying rent working on a career and all of that you know nobody cared about that so that was really nice mm. yeah so yeah the, the university library pretty nerdy actually i was thinking more the rainbow fish did you read the rainbow okay, fish? Okay, why that? No, I have no clue. Uh, what is that? Oh, the rainbow fish. Uh, it's like a book. Uh, like I read it in primary school. Um, basically about a, like a very a fish with lots of like glittery scales, and he was called the rainbow mm. fish. And mm -hmm. um, all the other fish were jealous. They were like, "Oh, you know, you're so perfect and wonderful. I want a scale." So he would pick up a scale and give it to the fish. It was all about equality, really. And then ended up having like one glittering scale left or something and all the other fish had scales and i think it was meant to be like about sharing and whatnot i sometimes ah, okay. think well if you've either got it or you haven't why do, why do you have to give it to you <laughs> but uh reading it back it's like always super nostalgic and i think a lot of other people do this and i was watching an asmr video of someone reading the rainbow fish and i was oh, like oh cool see it's very British as well, right? Because I, I think I remember seeing it in uh, Waterstones. Yeah, it must be. It must be. Yeah. Although it might be American as well. I think some American people have had it. Oh, okay. All right. Might be. Yeah. But I think I've seen. I saw it in uh, in Waterstones the other day. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Yeah. The English speaking. Fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. The English speaking uh, crowd over there. All right. So how is it called? The Rainbow Fish. Anyway. Nice. All right. Might need to look into that if I so, see some yeah. rainbow fish. Well, nice nostalgic episode. Uh, lots of things. Maybe people remember things as well. Uh, maybe they resonate with some of the things that, that we are sharing. Anyway, Abigail, you also for today prepared a nice little quiz on nostalgia. And I'm super hyped because I have no idea uh, what this is going to be about. As always, uh, you prepared this. Uh, you didn't bring an Easter egg this time. Uh, but uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I have it I'm excited. here still. Oh, you still have it around. <laughs> Easter is long gone by now, eh? but you still have it next to you. Okay. Ah, yeah. Fe feeling very nostalgic towards the egg two weeks ago. No. All right. Let's get the quiz in. Let's go. Okay. Um, this is more like a millennials quiz. Uh, so this is ah. for you rather than me. Cause cool. I don't, well, there's a, there's a very thing, like a weird thing about whether I'm a millennial or I'm a Gen Z. I think I'm a Gen Z, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, so. I'm a millennial. Yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> okay. Where to start? Are you ready for the questions? Yep. Already, already. <laughs> okay. Uh, number one. Uh, what year was the iPhone 4 released? Ooh, iPhone 4. Uh, 2015? 14? 
2010. iPhone 4 2010? I know. Whoa. Crazy. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, well, I think I bought it in 2013, so probably that's my mistake <laughs> over there. Gee, okay. <laughs> iPhone 4. I remember the iPhone 3 very well. That was 2008 uh, and 2009 when my friends had it. I didn't have it. I only got one in 2014 for the first time. First time, and that was an iPhone 4, so this is where my mistake was. Okay, yeah. interesting. Okay, okay, let me do better. Yeah, give me one. <laughs> okay, uh, number two. What are the most common mushroom colors in Mario? Red. And? Green. And blue. No. No, red and white. Oh, okay, in one thing. Okay, yeah, 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 all right, I got you. Yeah. There's also green ones and there's also blue ones, but the most common one is the red and white. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. Cheers, okay. <laughs> um, do you get a point for that? I think I do. Mm. Let's ask you the get judge. Half a point. You get half, half a point. point, all right. Half a point, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, um, the MTV show The Hills was set in what part of California? This is easy. Uh, the Hills was in LA, Hollywood. Yes, yes. Yes. Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah, I know. I I, if I people, know if people know. listen to the episodes, you know, I, uh, I, rem I remember every episode. I watched everything. <laughs> uh, I know everybody. Uh, so, yeah, you know, The Hills, easy game for me. City, can say it as well. No worries. Yeah. There you Thanks. Go. I saw a, a skirt by Lauren Conrad in TK Maxx and it made me think of you. I was like, ah! You know there you was. go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Number, th uh, number three or number four? Yeah. Number uh, one, four. Two, number four. Okay. Uh, what year did Keeping Up With The Kardashians premiere? Hallelujah. Are you asking me? You know... I I will, if, 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 if any Kardashian walks past me on the street, I will even, don't even know who it is. You know, I won't even recognize them. Uh, but I Have am guess. guessing, I'm guessing 2012? 2007. Jesus. Okay. I've Old school. so long ago. All right. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, that's, that's 11 years. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, which popular social networking site was first launched at Harvard Uni in 2004? Facebook. Yes. yes. Yeah, saw the movie. Great film with Justin Timberlake. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, number... Why can't I keep track of what numbers I've picked? One, two, three, four, five, six, six, yeah. Okay, um, the term on fleek was originally used to describe what? Writing or eyebrows? Uh, uh, eyebrows. Yes. Which is really, I don't yeah. know why people decided eyebrows are on fleek. It's just the weirdest phrasing. I don't know why. But yeah. Oh, yeah, because they looked good. Okay. So, yeah, on fleek. On fleek. It was just such a, uh, why? The time. It's so strange. Hmm. Okay. Um, the phrase talk to the hand is followed by what? Because the face won't listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I can't believe people used to actually say that. Like, I remember I was at school and one girl actually did it with the full, like, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you remember, I, I have no shame in anything because uh, this is a story that I always tell, but, you know, I've been ignored by so many women. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I should know this one. So, yeah. They were just like, talk to the <laughs> Talk to the hand. No, it's not true that they did this. But anyway, I do know it. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, what's the 411? Did anyone used to say that to you? Like, what's the 411, guys? It's like... No. Basically, like, what's going on? What's the four one one? It was really weird. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, maybe that was like more of an American one. But yeah, that used to be an annoying hmm. one. Um, have I got any more? Well, the ones I had in here, you've already answered with like what we've been talking about. Um, 
yeah, so I'm done. Awesome. This so I over. think I was at three and four and a half. Boom. That's better than last time. It's not. You I do like the quizzes. You had five and a half last time. <laughs> you need to create like you know. You need to create an uh, quiz app. You know, Abigail's quiz. Abigail's quizzes. I think that's a good idea. They're fun. Like a Quizlet, yeah. But yeah. I think some of them you were need a to bit get... hard this time. Maybe I'm like, yeah. No, they weren't that hard. They were okay. Good. Sometimes cool. they're like a lot very American. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That's BuzzFeed, I guess. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get them from BuzzFeed. <laughs> you did? You all made them up yourself, really? I didn't get them from BuzzFeed. I uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sophisticated researcher, I'll have you know. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, no, you, you are very perfectionistic in your research. We both know that. Too perfectionistic. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, thanks for that. A nice quiz about nostalgia. Um, you know, ask your friends uh, the same questions next time you're having a drink. Uh, last up then, uh, Abigail, you know, I've been, uh, you know, last time I found something new on Harry this week bit difficult so i ask you actually to prepare this time basically i just forwarded the task to you because last time you said to me jochem we should do a cup date uh, a kardashian update mm. uh, you already said you know that uh, uh kim or whichever one of them is is going in like this horror sort of series thingy right but you said mm -hmm. there is some noise now about them sort of going out of fashion so Abigail, give me the cup date let's go Okay, I'm going to do this off the top of my head. I didn't prepare it. This is just my cultural knowledge of celebrity. So basically, it's sort of like a series of events that have cascaded into the Kardashians not being as relevant anymore. So uh, it started off with Kim Kardashian being associated with the fashion brand Balenciaga. And Balenciaga was sort of uh, uh, under fire for a sort of very disturbing images, shall we say, involving children. Hmm. I'm not going to go further into that. Um, hmm. And she kind of like stayed silent about it. And then she brought out this, what I would say, like the most disastrous public PR statement ever that was like, you know, I'm going to assess whether I will, should, I will continue my involvement with this brand in the future, which basically is code for, I'm going to see how much money I would lose if I'm not involved with the brand anymore. And then I will see if I actually still want to be with them or not. You know, like, you can read between the lines with celebrity. Like, I hate PR statements. They're just so fake. It's like, you know, I've taken time to reflect and, you know, really understand, you know, my my positioning here. And it just basically means, you know, I'm saving face. I, uh, I don't really care about this. I'm just trying to put out a PR statement. So yeah. she did that. And then a lot of people were like, oh, fuck her, basically. Then she uh, wore Marilyn Monroe's dress at the Met Gala and ripped it because she was too big for the damn dress. Um, mm. And it was like, this is basically a... Uh, every year the Met Gala has a different theme. This was a theme celebrating American fashion and iconism. Um, and she decides to wear a very iconic dress. Uh, that honestly doesn't look that good. It looked good on Marilyn because she made it look good. But it actually... Where Kim Kardashian made it look like it was Fashion Nova, like it was just like the cheapest dress off the rack. It mm. was pedestrian, if anything, right? Um, and so there was this basically like rumor that Marilyn's ghost was haunting her, and that's why her downfall has happened because she wore oh, the dress. Okay. And now she's being haunted. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, I'm okay. to this statement because I'm like, you know what? Like the downfall has been no afterwards, right? And if she's trying to steal Marilyn's thunder, I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, hang on, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Balenciaga and then the Marilyn Monroe debacle. Um, and then basically um, also like a pivot between like body, um, what, would, what would it be described as? Um, body shapes being in, in, in popularity. So the, the Kardashians sort of... Uh, had the rise of like a really thin waist with like cur like curves, and now like we're mm -hmm. coming more to it like a, a age of like really skinny women again, like model look looking women. It's mm. what's called heroin chic. Uh, oh and no, Kim not Kardashian that again. Lost a lot of weight, 
Yeah, well, she lost a lot of weight, so she's getting very skinny again. So now people are like, oh, no, that this is a trend that's coming back, that we're going to have to be skinny again. And But she's falling out of favour with a lot of people for that. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of reasons as to why she probably has fallen out of favour. She also decided, uh, she also isn't invited to the Met Gala this year by Anna Wintour, who's the editor of Vogue. Um, and that's a really big thing, because that basically means she's not relevant in fashion anymore. Um and she doesn't shape the trends of fashion. And it also means that people don't take them seriously. So it might not sound super, you know, important, but in that, in the kind of arena of celebrity, it's really important to not be invited to the Met Gala. All of the Kardashians, not just Kim, all of them are not invited. Um, which is weird because Kendall Jenner's a model for Vogue and even she's not invited. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then there's like a load of other drama, like Kylie Jenner is apparently dating Timothy Chalamet, which breaks my heart because I fucking love Timothy Chalamet. He's gorgeous. He's too good for her. He's an artist. And I don't want, I don't know what they talk about. I want to know what they talk about. Like, and then Kendall Jenner's dating Bad Bunny, who speaks Spanish, who doesn't speak a lick of English. What do they talk about? He doesn't speak English. Google Translate. <laughs> it's like, what? What's going on? So it's like the language the whole of love. Thing is just... uh, look, can I first say that I'm deeply impressed that you're doing all of this from memory? And then second of all, that you also make a coherent story from all of this. I mean, I don't know if you've ever oh, listened thanks. to the podcast, but if you if you will hear my stories, it's like very snappy. It's like this, 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 and then it's a lot of do you know and sort of and blah blah blah. And you just make a very nice coherent story in a couple of minutes. So I'm really excited about this. We, you know, you should talk more on this podcast. This is actually a nice thing to listen to, and I'm totally updated <laughs> now on on the on the whole situations with uh, with the Kardashians. Jesus. Thanks. Sometimes I think I rant and I just go off into different topics, but I try. No, it and was yeah, very structured. <laughs> yeah, you know, you could have been like ChatGPT. It's a very nice essay. You see, this is why I used to be so good at the magazine. Yeah. And here we see also, you know, the, the perks of, of the British education system. You know, you, you know, oh, how well you are at doing essays. That's you know, TikTok, this is the, you the, mean? The... Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, cool. All right. Oh, love it. Uh, we should do this more often. You have a, you know, very different style and uh, it's much appreciated. You know, we're all sort of, you know, on board now and we can see the, we saw the rise. And now we're going to see if there's actually going to be a downfall, yes or no. And, you know, you're going to keep us updated on that. What, with American Horror Story that she's going to be no. in? No. Oh, that. And, you know, generally. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're on top of this. Well, one question I had, is she going to be playing a character or is she playing herself? Because if she played herself, that would be, like, iconic. If she was, like, nice. I'm Kim Kardashian with Emma Roberts as so-and-so. Or is she going to play hmm. a character? Because we've never really seen her... I've seen her act and she's not bad, but she's definitely not, like... She's not a screen queen or a gothic. She's not. She's not me a goth, basically. I don't really see her running around like she's in the Scream movie. Uh, so I'm intrigued to see if she'll play herself or not. Um, mm. But yeah. So just... when is this uh, shit airing? <laughs> when is this shit airing? Um... <laughs> 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 I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Um. um... Uh, I don't know actually. I was saying it was know. probably like next year or like end of the year, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Question is going to be, you know, in 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 five years from now, is like you know Kim Kardashian and the whole gang. Is that like you know a nostalgic topic we talk about? Do you remember? You know, that's that's uh, um, that's the question for the future. Them as having ruined a women's body image yeah i don't think they've done anything positive for society whatsoever like i don't and i think i used to love kendall jenner i would be like oh my god i used to have a crush on her and now i'm like she's the most boring bland plain jane <laughs> i'm like why is this one yeah. famous like you just get irritated by them because you're like you're not doing anything and also now i hate kylie jenner because she stole timothy chalamet from me so now i'm like i just don't want to yeah Oh, yeah, maybe we should put them in front of the court. Let's see what's going on there. You know, crimes against fashion, pretty much. Oh yeah, <laughs> and crimes against <laughs> most accounts. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no. 
Okay, the question is, is it them? Is it them or is it the social media apps? But that's another question, I guess, uh, if it's them or if, if the social media is to blame for this. What's well, them editing their photos on social media? And then be, uh, there's a picture of like Khloe Kardashian. She took a picture and she had hands like a chicken. Like she had photoshopped her hands and they looked like a chicken claw. And people mm. were like, what, I, what is wrong with your hands? And it was like that she photoshopped everything, but like the editor clearly had done something with her hand. Oh. And so yeah, she actually looked like an undercooked chicken. It was really weird. And I think that if they just post pictures of what they actually look like, we wouldn't be so sort of like, oh my God, my body doesn't look like that. I need to like work out at the gym like 10 hours a day because you know, you have cellulite or whatever. And it's like, they have that too. They just edit it out and it's not good for women's body image. No, totally. And you should also remember that, you know, this is their full-time profession. So if you have as much time as they do to work out and do whatever they want and then have all the time to edit these photos, it's unfair. So yeah, you know, this is why Hmm. I'm ignoring these people. Now, I'm just looking at Harry Styles. I mean, Harry is at least, you know, fair game. He and I, you know, good thing, yeah. (laughs) When's the wedding? Wedding uh, after the next album, after the next album, you know, then uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be written for me. Uh, I know that. And then, uh, you know, it's uh, we're going to get married. Yeah, no, 100 percent. Ah, that would be nice. Have a nice long honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, that's going to be good. Yeah, no, Harry Harry will take care of it. Yeah, it's a sign of the times. Uh, anyway, uh, that's um, enough, I guess, nostalgia for now or forward-looking things. Um, we're in an hour. All right. Um, I got to get going. I have a meeting, uh, actually. But Abigail, okay. <laughs> shit, uh, in five minutes. Abigail... <laughs> Thank you so much. Sorry for that. That's uh, as if I'm now, uh, but I really have to go. Yeah. Anyway, Abigail, it was so nice to to get some, you know, nostalgia uh, charge uh, together with you today. And I Uh hope people at home had that as well. Um, Next time, another episode. Uh, Anything else we should not forget to say? Uh, No, not if you have to go. Don't make me feel shit about it. I have an actual meeting in six minutes. I just see it now. It's popping up on my screen. Now you're going to make me feel shit. Oh, no. Look at all that manipulation. Passive aggressiveness. I got to go. No. Uh, Lovely people. Thank you so much for listening for today. Uh, Next time, another episode. In the meantime, uh, you know, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, rate, or whatever you want. Uh, It's highly appreciated uh, because that helps us a lot. Uh, And... Um, you know, if you have any sort of tips for episodes, you can always uh, uh, send us an email, drop me an email. And other than that, I don't have anything uh, to say. So then I'm giving the last word as each and every episode to my co-host and favorite person, nostalgic person in the world, Abby Gill. I've got hiccups there. Now who? Bye. <laughs> 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 Let's go. One.